it's steven spielberg's birthday today just something to date the recording date there we go we can't reveal or we're revealing how um very late on recording we are it's fine oh my god my uncut gems furby is looking right at me from across the room that's it furby's the third thing (laughs) yeah furbies we've had like eight third things we're trying to we're trying we said that gizmo and baby yoda were like the cuteness like gods but there has to be like a third member of the trinity and we're trying to place what that third member is there's We're been making several... a cuteness alignment chart. Yeah, that's it. Um, there's a. I'm about to bring up a spicy opinion that has been a little bit of a point of contention tonight between members of the podcast. <laughs> is that is the is the Grinch baby cute? No. Yes. See, Sam and Harish are split. Yeah. Harish is correct. He's mm-hmm. cute as fuck. No. Mm-hmm. He's adorable. No, he's repulsive. You wouldn't give him a little kiss on the cheek if you saw that baby? I would not, no. Harish, would you? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. No. Of course. He's repulsive. Oh, my God, Sam. You don't know. You have a lot of really good takes, but this isn't one of them, and you're wrong. (laughs) Where does the eraser head baby fall on the line? God (laughs) tears. So cute. Eraser head baby's so cute. Yeah. I would say it's eraser head baby to baby Yoda. Razorhead baby's kind of ugly. Yeah. But he's still cute, you know? Right. I love Razorhead. I would say it goes Eraserhead baby, Grinch baby, Gizmo, baby Yoda. Okay. And cuteness terms? Yeah. Okay. I think baby Yoda being the maximum cute. It just doesn't get cuter than baby Yoda. Mm. Like, man, I like squeal. Every single time Baby yeah. Yoda's on screen. I love it. It's him. not just that he's cute, too. He's always doing cute shit. He, he has little wheezes. He's just like, oh. <laughs> it's so cute. Like, Gizmo can talk, but ba- Baby Yoda can't. But he just goes, <laughs> So cute. Love him. He's got those little claws. Little tiny hands. A bell. Refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Oh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not and an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. Welcome. Welcome to Tipsy. Oh, go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, welcome to Tipsy Terror. Yep. This is a podcast about horror movies and being tipsy. T- uh, my name's Harish. <laughs> I'm my name's Molly. Oh, no. And you are. And that's I'm all. S- I'm There's Sam. no third host. I'm Sam. And that's Samantha. And today we're covering uh, Gremlins. Gremlins. Gremlins from 1984. Yes. A Steven Spielberg production. Oh, what? A Steven Spielberg production. But not directed. Yeah, by. but not directed by. A Howie Mandel film. Yeah. You can true. actually say that it is a Howie Mandel film. Yeah. Um, 
this is Sam's half birthday episode. Because <laughs> right. I didn't hit my birthday, birthday back in June. Yeah. And so in honor of that, we should sing her half of the Joy. happy birthday song. Okay. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday. I don't even get half. Wait, that's. Oh, I was going to do every other line. Oh. oh happy birthday to oh. you. But hurry. We're... Okay, let's start over. We can do what you were doing. We're just with you. Let's just do the first two lines of the song. Okay. Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. Uh, I don't like it. that. That's I don't it, like right? that. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, guys. That was very kind and thoughtful of you. <laughs> of course, anything we can do, you know. Watching you try to sink over the lag on Zoom yeah, was just audio. incredible. <laughs> Um, they say cringe is dead <laughs> yeah so that samantha's half birthday would have been december 13th which is but, close to now um is oh. a week away last week but anyway no, this is not. last week oh my god it is oh my god sorry guys i don't know what day it is um and uh but anyway this fits more because it's a christmas movie so why'd you pick this movie as your movie that you wanted to do mm. It's perfect film. Um, I don't know. Um, I really like this movie. If people say, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Usually Gremlins comes to mind. Right. Um, I just really like it. It was like, I think I've seen it maybe not every year, but like I would say, how old am I? 25. I have probably seen this movie 25 times. Oh okay. Wow. Well. I love this movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Directed by Joe Dante. Uh, I have only seen this like maybe once or twice. That's wild to me. I don't even like, like I, if you like, when I rewatch the movie, I, I don't like remember what plot points happen, you know? That is crazy. So. I have every scene of this movie memorized. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what about you, Molly? I've seen this movie one other time, which is ironic considering how frequently I talk about the sequel, Gremlins <laughs> 2, The New Batch, and I've never seen the sequel. I just say that movie title like so much. It's one of those things. Do you remember when I talked about phrases that get stuck yeah, in my head? Yeah, yeah, That's one of them. Yeah. That movie- Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Not nearly as good. I've seen it once. I feel like I had to like- I, I feel like- I was very young when I watched it, so I think if I watched it now, I would actually probably like it more. Yeah. Um, it's not a Christmas movie, though. Oh. This is a Christmas movie. Yeah. And it's a depressing Christmas movie. It doesn't have a feel-good story to it. Uh, right. Yeah. Oh, my God. We'll talk about the the big, the big, like, bomb that they drop on you for, like, no reason. Yeah. Just to make you but, sad. I could not remember most of the plots of, like and scenes of this movie, but I really remember the movie theater scene. Yeah. And then some of the stuff at the end, and then like most of the beginning. Right. There were several moments watching this when I'd be like, "Oh, this is a good part," you know, like one of those classic things. Or like, "Oh yeah, this coming up is like the scariest part." Yeah. Like I, I knew exactly what was gonna happen as it was happening. Yeah. I just, I think it's neat. 
Is there this any... does Sam's um, Donnie Darko movie where you have every scene memorized and are just like waiting for it to happen. I really am like right. that in this. I, I, I get really excited anticipating for certain things. And I just really like it. So this is one of those movies where it is, it's like a kid's movie, um, but also I mean, like a horror movie. you think it's a kid's movie, you, and then yeah, you watch it. Yeah, I always it, think of it as a kid's and movie. Honestly, watching it as a kid, you also think it's like, oh, it's a fun movie. But then yeah. like, the more you watch it and the older you get, the more you're like, oh, oh no, yeah. <laughs> this is dark. Right. Right, because like there are like really groove gruesome deaths. There are gruesome deaths. Oh there's some like serious gore. There's dark themes really dark and like story. very depressing like scenarios Anecdotes. and stories. Yeah. yeah, but as a kid, you're like, ooh, silly little creatures. And you're saying that about the rating. Oh yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if this is a hundred percent true. This is just something I learned in school uh when we were learning about the rating system is that before this movie it was just pg and rated r in between and then um so this movie is rated pg i believe and um when it came out people were like uh this movie's fucked up like why would you say it's for like it's a kid's movie, and they right. were like, well, we can't make it rated R because it's not rated R. Right. And so they were like, okay, we, we clearly need some sort of, like, median level. And it was this movie and some other movie came out, and they were like, all right, like, we need to create another rating. And so they created PG-13. Right. But this movie is PG. So on Wikipedia, it says that the first version of the script was much darker than the final movie. Billy's mother died um, in one draft. And, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, there was a scene where the gremlins ate Billy's dog and a scene where the gremlins attacked a McDonald's eating the customers instead of the burgers. Well, I mean, like, I'm sure this did start in somebody's mind as, like, a scary movie. Yeah. And then I'm sure, like, Spielberg and, like, his goons got a hold of it and went for right. it right originally um s there was no stripe character um gizmo was supposed to turn into mm. stripe when he became a gremlin you gotta have the one that's pure at heart but yeah spielberg wanted spielberg thought gizmo was too cute and didn't want him to be uh, like audiences and to spielberg get mad was fucking right i yeah gizmo I mean, is too cute you're right <laughs> that's true you can't lose you can't completely lose the Mogwai element. You got to keep one throughout yeah, the film. Yeah, because even uh, even Stripe is very sinister when he looks like a Mogwai. Yeah. Also, mm -hmm. I read on Wikipedia or no on IMDb that Mogwai is the Cantonese word for gremlin. Oh, or really? Or like devil or demon or something like that. Mm. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. So. I think, yeah. But other than that, the only time, like, Gremlin is referenced is the guy. The drunk guy. The, the town drunk guy. But then, like, later down the line in the movie, Billy does say something along the lines of, like, oh, he was right. Like, the, the, there are gremlins or something. But there's just, like, one line where he's just like, oh, he was right. There are a bunch of gremlins. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. So, should we go into the plot? I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So you open with the most iconic Christmas song ever, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Um, and 
Uh, so that's what. So that's what really establishes that this is a goddamn Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, and there's like narration at the beginning. Yeah, with a radio host and the it's doctor, like the the dad's narration. Oh yeah, well. I forgot. Wait, wait, wait. I lied. I lied. That's the after the cold open. The cold open is the dad. Yeah. Shopping in this like I assume a Chinatown of some city right. or is he is supposed to be in China? I think it's a Chinatown. Yeah, I think it's Chinatown. And. He's in the shop trying to peddle his inventions because he's an inventor. And yeah. the, this old man, this is like a mysterious old man smoking a pipe, doesn't seem interested, but he's got a grandkid with him. And the kid's like, hey, we need money. So the kid, like, or they find the mogwai who's like singing. And that's the dad's like, I got to have this. This has to be a gift for my son. Like, I'll give you money. And the old man's like, no. And then the kid sneaks out back and he's like, here, take the mogwai. Give me the money. We need it. Right. And then he just explains three really important rules. Right. He hates bright light. Don't let him in the sun because it'll kill him. Um, don't get him wet. And whatever you do, don't feed him after midnight. Yeah. And so the kid, the dad's like, all right, got it. Then cut to iconic Christmas <laughs> baby. Please come home. Right. Panning down into the Christmas trees. Um, oh, my God. Also, I love a movie that has rules you know are going to get broken in the first Hell act. Yeah. They just, like, yep. really laid the uh, groundwork for, like, here's all the things that's going to get fucked up. Right. Yeah. I will say, that opening scene, stylistically, I just don't love it. There's just something about it that... Yeah. The, like, kind of slow-mo, gra- like, glitchy cutting that they do. Right, because, like, at the end of the scene, there's, like... A voiceover and it's just him like walking out of the shop and i don't like it yeah i like the voiceover but i just wish they would have done something different with the visuals on it i just think it's not good yeah doesn't match the tone of the film to me at all okay i don't know yeah i don't know um but then the good cut is opening on the christmas tree (laughs) (laughs) It's just a completely different right. feel. And then like it's bright light it's like the morning and it's just like showing scenes of the town. Fills you with holiday cheer. Yeah. You see all that snow just every like the whole town, this whole movie is just fucking covered in snow. Like right. thick blanket of powdery snow. Like where is this town in America? They don't say. It just like they call it- the town whatever its name is and yeah 100 odds it's in connecticut Ooh. Big energy i'd buy that but yeah like it's like you know those christmas villages that people set up around the holidays it's like if one of those was real that's what this town looks like to me do you know what i'm talking about like the little yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's what this is um so we meet our main character billy billy he's works as a bank teller and he brings his dog to work barney <laughs> god um, yes. legend shit barney the real hero of the tale hides the dog under the desk <laughs> um and, and all of his co-workers are aware and fine with it yeah he works there doing his job um and there's uh billy's neighbor is a sort of scrooge type scrooge slash grinch type yeah. woman named mrs deagle deagle um Deagle. who comes to the bank to Yell confront billy. billy because his dog like ruined her Broke snowman some or some snowman shit. ornament yeah 
And so then she like threatens to murder his dog yeah. in a very violent way. <laughs> right. And then uh, the dog jumps on her. <laughs> right. And starts biting like her uh, arm. Barney speaks English. I am convinced. <laughs> yeah. Because he knows Mrs. Deagle is talking shit. <laughs> and then later down the line, the dad mentions that the the uh, Mogwais are going to be the new household pet. They're going to replace the dogs. And Barney like perks up and is <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think Barney's wow. a human trapped in a dog body. I didn't notice. He that. does kind of look like the shaggy dog. I'm just gonna say it. Color wise, no. Oh, no. Fur wise, yes. Oh no, it's Tim Allen. <laughs> what? Tim Allen. Tim Allen, the shaggy dog. Tim Allen's in the Shaggy Dog, the movie. The movie's called The Shaggy Dog. Yeah, there's yeah. a movie called The Shaggy Dog where Tim Allen gets put into the body of a dog. I didn't remember what the movie was called, but like I vaguely, I know what the movie it is, and I think I've seen since parts of it. Yeah, but I would never have known that movie by title, <laughs> ever. I've never seen it. I've seen images from it, but yeah, me neither. Uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> there's a cool line where his bosses are like, <laughs> the dude's like, "This is a bank, not a pet store. Good one." Yeah, the 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 young guy who's clearly like i think that in my canon backstory him and billy were good friends before this dude got a promotion and became a prick yeah um and he like hits billy with that line and then the big boss looks over and is like ah good one he's like (laughs) thanks it's just weird stupid it's funny um but yeah so anyway billy and his friend the like manager uh they go to a bar well, they both are at happen to be at the bar. Oh, okay. Um, and there's a girl. We're introduced to the love interest, no, Kate. Kate. Kate works at the bank. We already have been introduced to her. Really? Yeah. No, she works at the bar. She has two jobs. She has two jobs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know she works at the bank. Um, but yeah, she's also a bartender. Um, for extra money, I guess. Uh, so we Dude, don't. Trickle down economics just were not cutting it for many people. Well, she says that um, the person who owns the bar is kind of not having an easy time with money and is understaffed. So she literally volunteers there. Oh, wow. She doesn't even get paid to work there. Oh, gosh. Because oh, she's a That's nice person. Hard. Wow. What a nice person. Um, so how old is Billy? We talked about this. We we don't really know how old they I'm, are. Uh, I'm out of my own curiosity going to look up how old the actor was when this came out. So the actor was say, 20. He was exactly okay. 20 years old. Yeah. I'd say that's probably about true for the character. I was going to say between like 19 and 25. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. he still lives with his parents, but he's definitely out of high school. He's working he full time. Probably he can didn't be at go a bar. College. Which we uh, talked about that... Because we thought, well, he's they're at a bar and stuff. They've got to be at least 21. But Molly pointed out that the timing of this probably wasn't... Uh, it was probably 18 was the legal drinking yeah. age. And it was the same year that it got changed. So, yeah, she was right. So, yeah, 20, I would say, makes sense for the characters. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, <laughs> Billy goes home. And uh, there's his house... They have like the these swords hanging on the wall and that keep falling. And when you close the door too hard, it falls. It falls, yeah. And we also kind of establish we find out that like in his household, all of his dad's really shitty inventions are right. like all the appliances that they use, and they're 
they work very badly. Right. So the dad's an inventor and the thing he was trying to sell to the um the man that he bought the Mogwai from, uh, he was trying to sell him a what he called the bathroom buddy. Yeah. Which is basically all the tools you would need in the bathroom um in one gadget. Right? It yeah, like yeah, had yeah. um what did it have in the original model? Because later on, he adds a razor to it. I know a toothbrush and toothpaste yeah, were in it. Yeah. Um, just a lot of dental tools. Maybe like a comb. Yeah, yeah, I think a comb makes sense. Right. Um, but <laughs> now we see uh, like an egg-breaking machine. That <laughs> Absolutely absurd. At no point in your life would a machine break an egg like, better, better than, than, than you. Better than just breaking it yourself, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like it, it breaks the egg and then it's supposed to like roll off. Well, it's but then they like, all <laughs> it's a ramp. The egg comes down and then a chicken head comes down and pecks it really yeah. hard to crack it. Right. And, it just, and it just shatters the egg. Yeah. A person couldn't do that. Like or it couldn't do it better than a person. Right. But like, would you know if you had that? Would oh, you I'd not use it? Use it? <laughs> oh, I'd use it like course. crazy. Yeah. Um, it was like absurd large orange juice juicer yeah <laughs> right that doesn't that does not work um so the 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 dad is like an inventor but he sucks so like how, how do they have any money <laughs> well the boss the young boss guy from the bank mentions casually he's like you're practically supporting your family on your own right. so like billy's working full-time and yeah. paying the bills because it's the 80s and the wow. economy wasn't as bad Wow. Or it was different, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in an ideal world, you sh- you should be able to, like, be able to invent shitty yeah. stuff as a day job. Um, yeah, cool as hell job. Yeah. But um, the mom is, like, prepping dinner, dinner. and, like, she seems sad. Um, It doesn't really get stated why or anything, but she's definitely clearly, like, not the happiest of right. campers at the moment um just because it's the holidays and she's watching it's a wonderful life god yeah um so then the dad gets home and very excitedly gives billy a gift and immediately he's like you have to open it like right now and so they dim the lights and Billy opens it, and Gizmo pops out. Yep. Oh, so cute. And Best jack-in-the-box ever. He is so cute in this scene. He really works the camera. Yeah. Just adorable. Top-notch, like, Baby Yoda-level cuteness. Yeah, the original Baby Yoda. Um, Giz- What did you say? Gizmo walked so Baby Yoda could run, Molly? Yeah, yeah. But, um... So Billy excitedly accepts Gizmo, and then the dad tells him, "Oh, there's all these rules. Just make sure you follow them." Yeah, no. Um, the mom tries to take a picture, and, and it scares the, him. It scares Gizmo because the flash from and the he camera. Says, he says, "Bright light, bright light." <laughs> and who says that? I knew it was coming. I don't want to say it. The voice of Gizmo in this film is iconically played by Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel voiced of Gizmo. And that's a deal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no deal. Oh, I wish I didn't know that. It's never gonna be like out of my brain now. I'm gonna know that for the rest of my life. Right. 
<laughs> um so so uh billy's just hanging out with gizmo he's playing his keyboard and gizmo can imitate the notes he exactly has perfect pitch perfectly um and uh <laughs> he this is the scene where we see the giant juicer uh with all the oranges yeah. um that breaks of course uh and gives um billy's friend cory feldman shows up yeah billy is just okay billy is like 20 years old i guess we established just casually like best friends with cory feldman who is clearly like 13 13, years old um i don't know if like they're family friends or what i've never been able to like get down to the bottom of this but like just very good friends with somebody way too young yeah i'm likely Friendships like that in 80s movies are just running rampant. I guess you right. got Back to the Future. Right. You got Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we need a kid. That's fine. <laughs> right, right. There's just every, there's always just like a random kid in every movie. Um, Who else is going to bring the witty charm? So, uh, Corey Feldman shows up and like uh, Billy shows him Gizmo and then like uh what is cory feldman's character's name peter or something i think i don't know whatever the kid the kid like spills the water onto gizmo and these little like little bubbles like come off of him you know those little puffball keychains it's like those yeah yeah Yeah. little fur covered balloons and they like blow (laughs) up uh and uh and then <laughs> uh Billy goes and gets his dad who's doing version 2 of the bathroom buddy with a razor now and a shaving cream mm-hmm. dispenser. What did he spray him with shaving cream or with toothpaste? Uh I was think it was what? shaving cream. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Toothpaste would be really fucked up. <laughs> and it's broken, of course. Um but like they go and it turns out all of the little bu- bumps that popped off of uh gizmo are now why little tiny babies they're a little baby they grow like very fast right they're just instantly full-sized and he's <laughs> like the new ones are different from uh gizmo and stripe seems to be their or that one with the stripe seems to be their leader yeah and the dad's like oh this can be my new invention it'll be the <laughs> best pet the um what's the her last name the peltzer pet peltzer pet um i, I have a big God, so. I was gonna say I just should ju- just note that the the Mogwai are like fucking with the Christmas presents like they're playing yeah, with all the toys. Yeah. <laughs> what um, were you gonna say, Molly? It really bothers me that he said that that he yeah. was gonna claim it as his invention. He literally stole it yeah. from somebody. Right. <laughs> just shut up. Yeah. You didn't <sighs> invent the cutest goddamn thing in the eighties. Yeah, you just stumbled upon you it. Stole it. It's cultural appropriation. <laughs> Um. Uh. So, yeah. You can't uh, colonize the Mogwai, Jesus Christ. Right, colonizing the Mogwai. <laughs> um, he, uh. So the uh, they're playing with the presents as uh, Samantha mentioned, and Gizmo is sitting on the ground, happily tooting a horn, tooting a horn, and Stripe is on like a table. He's playing a freaking arcade game. It's like. Throws up onto <laughs> Gizmo. <laughs> I don't know if it's throw up. It's like spit up, 
but it's like he shoots it yeah. on the gizmo. It's disgusting. And gizmo's sad. And it's so funny because, like, the way they shoot it, it's like the little nerd, like, sad in the corner with the trumpet. <laughs> and then it turns over and it's like the, like, bully playing, like, aggressively at the arcade game, surrounded by, like, his little mob of, you know, um, Very henchmen. classically 80s. Yeah. But, like, also, Gizmo playing that trumpet is the cutest thing I've seen in my fucking life. I know, he's just, he's like, just oh, loving God. it, too. <laughs> yeah. He, he knows he's it. good. And um, Barney... I didn't like that part. What? Which part? I don't like the part where Gizmo gets bullied. It makes me sad. I know, it's upsetting. And, like, Barney's just sitting there by him. He's best friends with Gizmo, giving him support. Just Yeah. Yeah. And that's the moment when Barney also speaks human again and understands that the dad's talking shit about dogs. <laughs> right. Um we do see we see more of the inventions. There's a hammer, an automatic hammer. Um and then he has this thing with the fly swatter that Does I not did not understand sense. what it was for, but like they like fly out and then like spin. It's very weird. Um, and then a remote, a random remote. And then we see the espresso machine that like, um, it looks so cool. <laughs> yeah. Like the tar that comes out of it. Right. But the funny thing is like throughout the, like before this, you see that the family's clearly trying to be like, oh yeah, we use your inventions, but they suck. And right. like the mom tries to like, like offer up the coffee and stuff and like he starts making fun of it like yeah. they're, they're really lighthearted about like oh this is not it's so, a good like they have such a nice relationship because they're all like so supportive and like even the son is like annoyed by all the inventions but like they never like they never, criticize like, him yeah. they're never like they're in any fights or anything I just don't get why he's making inventions to things that I guess that's his character <laughs> trait is that he's doing things that he or stupid. To, yeah. Like, why did he need to make a coffee maker? There, yeah. There's already plenty of those. I don't know. Why are they pouring a coffee at, like, 9 p.m.? I guess because they got to figure out what to do about all these fucking gizmos. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I get coffee at night. I do. It used to be me. But, like, not anymore. No, right. absolutely not. Um, so... Uh, Billy goes to his science teacher and shows him um, Stripe uh, and, like, demonstrates the dropping the water. He puts one drop of water and shows uh, what happens. And only one comes out because it's just one drop. Yeah. And so he he busts out another one, and then the teacher keeps that one. Yeah. Um, Which the science teacher is also, like... He's a science teacher for middle school, but he also seems to be doing his own research on the side. Like, right. He he does actual scientist things. Yeah. Wait. Sorry. Do you guys think that all the gremlins that like got spawned are bad because they haven't had like years of socialization around people like Gizmo has? Maybe. Maybe Gizmo yeah, used to be yeah. evil. There probably is some sort of like, I don't know some sort of natural like thing that they ha would have to go through that they missed because at the end the dude's like um this is what you do with everything that nature gives you or something like yeah. that so i think there's just like some sort of thing that they would have gone through in the wild or like whatever um wherever they're from uh that would have made them more chill i guess 
Or maybe they're not even supposed to just randomly generate from uh, the water. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe there's, like, another way they reproduce. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Well, they don't have dongs because we find that out in the bar scene. <gasps> what the... <laughs> We will get to that. Um, so they have to reproduce asexually by splitting off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, fun fact. Um, in the second Gremlins, so in Gremlins Two: New Batch, the new batch. Um, they we the so. I don't want to. So in Gremlins Two, the plot is that they're a bunch of hybrid Gremlins. What? So, like, one of them's, like, a spider gremlin and yeah. stuff no. like that. No, and no, no. Sp- very specifically, one of the gremlins is noted as, like, the female gremlin. No. So, like, there's very... It's, like, right. a Smurfette version yeah. of the gremlin. So, that means that all... And it's, like, a thing that it's, like, oh, it's the girl one. So, none of the gremlins in this one are girl ones. All the gremlins in this are, like, quote, male gremlins. So, um, I just want to point, cause you brought up, okay. like they, we brought up asexual production. So, cause like if there's just one gender, so that's why they produce like that. It's just like well, the one. are asexual. Huh? Yeah. They don't even have reproductive <laughs> organs in those little white pants. But I do know that they're all, well, I guess like they might not be like male. I guess they're, they're perceived as male from like the names. Yeah. The they're stuff. coded as male. Yeah. But, but like they're, a, they're just like, there's no. Gender, Gender, they're genderless. Them, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. so logical. You know, I mean, what's the point of living <laughs> if you don't have a dick? Right. <laughs> and they don't. But yeah, um, and we find out more on that in the bar scene. <laughs> so, um, uh, Billy goes and like picks up Kate from the bar, um, and walks her home. And we meet the drunk guy who drives the snowplow in town and he always he like has this speech where he's talking about gremlins and his machines and stuff. yeah he's talking about how the cars or the something can't be trusted because it's like an import uh because he's saying that people put gremlin they put gremlins in the machines to mess them up so you have to buy more um and he mentions gremlins and that's that's the only like the creatures are not called gremlins they're just references so because yeah. gremlins get brought up in that way yeah Wait. um there was a car called a gremlin from 1970 to 1978 oh interesting and all those 70s cars sucked <laughs> That's yeah true. gremlin um this little blurb says well it's easy to dismiss a gremlin as the bad car history tells us otherwise Cheap and simple as its design may have been, the Gremlin was the right car for a changing market. Um, yeah, I apparently it was just like that. super cheap, but like it was fine. And it's also, it's they're kind of cute, but like hideous <laughs> at the same time. I'm gonna Google it. Gremlin. I would drive a Gremlin today. Huh. Gremlin. Wow, that is a '70s car right there. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Oh, they come in so many colors. Not quite as bad as the Ford Pinto, but you know. Yeah. Oh wow! So you know the Ford Pinto. Oh, I'm familiar with the Pinto. Has an engine in the back, so if you got rear-ended, your car would combust. Oh god. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, so I guess they had to have been familiar with this gremlin car when making this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, gremlins are also a creature, yeah. like a mythological creature, so... Um, because normally they aren't depicted like this. No, I know, but I'm saying because the guy ta- brings up that there are gremlins in cars, like specifically. Um, in World War Two. Wait, no. The term gremlin, denoting a mis- mischievous creature that sabotages aircrafts, originates in Royal Air Force slang, uh, in the 1920s. Wow. Yeah. So wow! So that's actually a, um, a gremlin's like a modern, like yeah, yeah, modern it's mythology. Not like from the it's 1800s. not eighteen hundreds, right? Right. Um, uh, it's in the past century. <laughs> that is, I would not have guessed that. Um. Uh. So anyway, anyway, so they they walk home. Um, Kate and Billy. Uh, they walk home and Kate's like, I hate Christmas. Just and like randomly gets heated about Christmas. Right. I like that Billy, um, he doesn't go, You're, are you Jewish? Yeah. He goes, he's a Billy, are you Hindu or something? <laughs> <laughs> like didn't go for the obvious, actually plausible right. reasoning. <laughs> Weird. Um, but that's, I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, she's like. Uh oh, <laughs> like say you hate the pre- say you hate President's, President's Day, Day. right? <laughs> or whatever, nobody bats an eye. But you say you hate Christmas, and suddenly you're a leper. Yeah, <laughs> and she's right. Yeah. yeah, she is right. Um, so he uh he asks her out on a date on Thursday night, and she basically says yes. She says yes. Um, and uh. Then we see the teacher, the science teacher, drawing blood from Stripe. Or, no, not Stripe. It's a different. It's, it's a different Stripe's guy, baby. But um, it looks like Stripe. It's hard to watch. Yeah. He uses a, such a big syringe, like as basically the size of this poor creature's arm. Yeah. And shoves this long ass needle all the way in him. Yeah. And it's clearly crying and upset. And the teacher's like, oh, it's fine. Right. It, yeah. It's no. it's very painful to watch. And he he gets what's coming to him. Yeah. Um so he draws blood and does some tests and meanwhile there's the the fucking guys at Billy's house are freaking out. They're so hyper. They're like um <laughs> making so much noise and Billy's oh, yeah. like, "What? Do you want some food?" And so he caves and gets them some f- what? Some chicken. They, the f- <laughs> The way you said chicken just now made me laugh. The family <laughs> has just a plate of a open fried chicken in the fridge. Like, it's not, like, put away in any yeah. way. It's just a platter of fried chicken sitting in the fridge. Yeah. And so he takes it, which, if you've got all that, that's got to be being saved as, like, a meal or something. Yeah. But Billy just takes out all the fried chicken and gives it to them. And afterwards we watched the most disgusting thing in the movie which is watching these little mogwai chow down on this chicken it's so slimy looking it's yeah. just off-putting it's so gross right <laughs> i'm sorry i just hate watching it it's very gross and uh 
Billy offers Gizmo some, and but Gizmo's, Gizmo's like, like uh-uh. no, I don't want any. Which at this point, you think Gizmo, Gizmo, Gizmo would stop and be like, hey, uh, I don't think you should be feeding them right now. Because I know I shouldn't be eating right now. So uh, <laughs> yeah. these guys probably shouldn't either. But no, Gizmo's an accomplice. <laughs> Gizmo's not a narc, Samantha. Gizmo's uh, Gizmo's good, but he's not a snitch. Yeah, he's not a snitch. <laughs> All right, cool. Gizmo's fine watching, in my book. They're watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers yeah, on TV. Yeah, and it's scaring Gizmo. Gizmo is very scared of this movie. Um, meanwhile, at the school, the teacher is like, okay, that's enough for tonight. And he leaves. But he left a sandwich there, a little ham sandwich. I love it. On foil. Really close to the cage. The same night, Billy fucks up and feeds them. Yeah. The teacher also happens to fuck up and leave a sandwich. Like, yeah. Even though they're apart, all of them become gremlins at one time. Right. Guys, guys, you know why? Oh, I bet I can't guess. Go ahead, Molly. They, they just it, it, they had to write it that way <laughs> so that um, <laughs> it would. It would all the gremlins could be monsters at the same time. Yeah. And wow. If if they're gonna write that one of the gremlins gets split up from the rest of the gremlins, they have to also make that gremlin a monster, so it like works better for the movie. So the plot makes more sense. So they they had to, they both had to mess up by feeding them on accident. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Holly. I. That I was, almost have a film degree, you guys. That was a perfect explanation. <laughs> that could not have been summed up in a real quick four-word phrase. <laughs> oh, did you want me to say because the plot demanded it? Is that what you wanted me to say? Oh, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. I should have known that that's what you were going for here. Oh my god, well, wow, I just look like the fool. <laughs> we'll be more prepared for next time. It's okay, Molly. <laughs> okay, okay, you guys, I, I won't mess it up again. So, they're all grim. Well, no, 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 no. They, they turn into pods. The next morning. And they wake up and they're in the, the putrid stage, is what Corey <laughs> Feldman calls it. It's the, the pu- what pupil a stage. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it a putrid stage. Yeah. <laughs> um,. They basically look exactly like the... No, I guess not exactly. I was going to say exactly like the pods from Invasion of the Body Snatchers, but those look more like leaves. Yeah. Um, But they're in pods and... They're gross. It looks pretty gross. It's kind of like an alien where they land on the little... Yeah. Yeah. And the little... um, The one that was like the teacher was keeping... It's pod is like bigger than its cage, so it's like busting out of the cage and the teacher's having to like use pliers and like snip it open right so they just are like oh there's these are fucked up but then billy billy realizes that the clock that he looked at um because he checked yeah. the time and it was only like 11 30 or 11 40 or something and he looks at the clock and it's the exact same time so his, his clock is just broken and he realizes it got chewed through yeah um, so then Billy like goes to work or something. Billy goes to work. There's like um, the dad is at a convention, so the mom's home alone. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if it's the first time you see the dad at the convention, but there's this one shot that's like the dad's on the phone and in yeah. the phone booth behind him 
is a robot wearing a little fedora <laughs> and it's like he's a the robot's like a businessman yeah. and if you're listening closely to the audio he's doing a business call right he's selling something he's, he's selling like something but he says that he doesn't per- per- right. personally use it because it promotes rust right yeah <laughs> oh it's just so funny <laughs> but it's funny yeah so we the dad's gone basically you find out the dad's not in town and the mom is home alone that's right. really all that established so the pods start opening and gizmo's there alone and with he's them scared. and he's very scared it's really cool it's like spooky there's like fog, fog coming from them and like lots of green lighting for no reason this movie has a lot of like coming from the gremlins light yeah. effects and yeah. i'm like what's going on in their body do they <laughs> right. have bioluminescence right yeah and the one at school it's also oh, what were you gonna say I'm just, I don't know. I'm just saying things. <laughs> nice. Exactly what to do for a podcast. Um, the, the, uh, the pods <laughs> also open. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll make it through. Thanks, guys. I really love being here. We love having you. What can we say? You also have green light on your face, like much like the pods. I, it's supposed to be purple, but my laptop makes me look green. Oh no! Oh, interesting effect. That is cool. people who can't see me right now. Um, I got the TikTok LED light strips. So okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll put on. I'll make it real fun for everyone. Oh, are you gonna flash them? Hell oh, yeah! Oh shit, that's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. Um, Fucking rage. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we've established that the mom is home and that the teacher has the and the pods are opening. And the pods are opening. Yeah, the teacher um, is. Uh, they're in class and they're watching a a, a rabbit's heart. Yeah, beat. it's weird. Yeah. It's a weird documentary to be watching the day before Christmas break lets out. Right. <laughs> or the day um, Christmas break lets out. And then class ends. Um, but like. <laughs> school system's just like that it is it really yeah, is yeah the um box that uh the mogwai is in like falls down yeah right as the bell rings yeah so he like ushers all of the kids out of the room um doesn't let them ask him questions and then he goes and looking for the mogwai and he like so he gets like a um like a snickers yeah. And starts being like, hey, I bet you're hungry. And he like walks around the room and he corners him basically at this um, desk desk. And he watches like this hand reaches up and grabs an apple and like brings it down and you hear a bite and then it's like, blah, and then it like <laughs> throws the apple up. <laughs> and then so he's hiding. And I think with some point it might he eats glass or something. You hear it. Hmm. And then so the teacher reaches the Snickers under dumbass move deserves what he's what's coming for him for reaching towards a strange creature that you haven't seen. Yeah. Um. With a, like with food. So reaches under the desk and then starts panicking because what's assumed that the thing is like biting him. And then um, it kind of cuts. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It cuts away and it cuts to like gizmo being scared yeah um and then they beat him up and throw him down the laundry chute oh uh-huh, yeah oh no they they have him on the dartboard and they're throwing darts at him 
and but then they i think he gets got by one and then they throw him down the laundry chute i think billy um he either gets a call from the teacher or he's supposed to just meet the teacher oh the teacher calls him and says it hatched oh yeah um and he shows up at the school to find the teacher on the ground with the needle in his butt yeah or the syringe her syringe yeah um revenge for earlier um and then there's this is where the horror starts then the chase scene happens and um so billy figures out that the creature's around and i think it scurries out and you only see like little glimpses of it right and like it's going through the it i think it chews its way into the vents Mm -hmm. and so billy's kind of like sees it and then realizes that he or no it scratches him yeah and so Billy, because Billy gets scratched, he goes to the nurse's office to, like, get bandages. And as he's getting a bandage, it pops out of the fucking cabinet yeah. and it scares the shit out of you. And then it, right. it runs out and disappears again. But I, I just love that reveal because that's the first, like, full shot you get of the gremlin. And it's terrifying. Right. And so Billy's like, ah. What? described it as a master class in showing your monster oh yeah or like yeah building up to like showing the monster it's really good yeah um and then billy goes to he calls he calls the mom and tells her they're hatching leave the house um but it's too late they've hatched and and they cut the phone line yeah the gremlins the gremlins know how to set a scene. Yeah. They cut the phone line. They fuck with lights. They, they turn, turn on, on the music. spooky music. Yeah. They find the, the creepiest Christmas song and they're like, hmm, Do you see what I see? We're going to turn this one on. Starts playing while the mom's up in Billy's room. So she hears noises in her kitchen and she starts to like look in there. And then you see one of the gremlins chowing down on the gingerbread cookie she's been making (laughs) his fucking face is covered in icing he is loving that thing yeah oh my god it's really cute it's he just loves it and then he gets up and like i guess there's batter in this like weird stand mixer that mixes from the bottom (laughs) that would not work in a kitchen but whatever um it has to be one of the inventions yeah it it would it's look it just doesn't work yeah for mixing anyways yeah and it like leans in to like eat whatever's in it and then she fucking turns the mixer on and like the, it gets like it gets blended around basically and, blended. Yeah. Yeah. and you see its legs the whole time and there's like green blood flying, right, flying all around. over the cabinet uh gruesome it's gross molly like had to like pause it and she was like what the fuck yeah this is the point where I realized I really didn't remember Gremlins as well as I thought I did. <laughs> right. And then I was like, oh, just wait. And then So, like, one of them throws plates at her and she stabs it. Yeah. Um, And then, like, they keep attacking her. And then the next one, the third one. She pushes it into our microwave and turns it on. <laughs> and you watch it get microwaved and explode. It is disgusting. Yeah gross so she goes to the i'll give the mom this though she does a good job defending herself she does yeah she's very capable until Um, this moment she goes to the living room and there's one big stocking in the middle that seems to be moving Um, and so she hits it and it falls and and then it's just a fake out it's a little robot but that was all to distract her to get in front of the christmas tree yep 
which waiting in the Christmas tree is one of the gremlins whose eye eyes are glowing, glowing red. Yeah. Um, and it Through launches tree, yeah. onto her with the tree and they fall down. Yeah. And then it takes the garland and wraps it around her <laughs> neck and starts choking her with it, which is terrifying, but also so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like smacking her around. But at this point, Billy shows up. Billy has been running home and he shows up, grabs the sword off the wall and chops Decapitates off. it. Yep. Which leads to to me the most like t- the scariest shot of the whole film which is the gremlin's head sitting in the fireplace and it's on fire and you hear the gremlin like screaming with the like score and it's just terrifying yeah yeah it's very cool top notch <laughs> um and then stripe shows up and then they see stripe uh and he runs away um so Billy, uh, uh, like he helps his mom and takes her to the neighbor's house and is like, take care of her. Um, and then he runs, uh, like, I guess he runs back to school, basically chasing Stripe, Stripe. Went to the school. Yeah. And Stripe goes to the school. Um, and then they have a little fight, you know, but then Stripe jumps, jumps into, into a, swimming a swimming pool. That can't be good. Uh, There's so many drops of water in there. Oh, no. Oh no, and then a bunch of freaking gremlins come out and take over. Devastating. Um, so then Billy's goal at this point, I think, is he proceeds to go to the cops. He goes to the cops, but yeah. But while that's happening, before we get to that, several neighbors are terrorized and killed by the gremlins. Yeah. Um, and we can go through who, what happens to who. Well, the neighbor who, uh, who, um, I think it's it's the guy who's taking care of the mom, but he is the one with the snow plow. He's the drunk guy. No, no, no. He's not taking care of the mom. The doctor's oh, okay. taking care of the mom. Anyway, so the drunk guy with the snow plow, um, <laughs> the snow plow gets driven by two gremlins and into they drive into the house, um, into their living room and the dude's freaking out and he's like, there's actual gremlins in my cab. <laughs> um, and Billy goes to the cops and, um, the cops are like, they don't believe him, of course. And one of the cops is Jonathan Banks. I don't know why that just blows my mind. Yeah. Um, they're just laughing and making fun of him. But then Billy shows them Gizmo and is like, look, they, they, I have this one. Please believe me about the other ones. Right. And they get a call about the uh, the attack from on uh, the neighbors. Yeah. Um, and then we get the scene of Mrs. Deagle getting attack- attacked by a stripe. One of them, he rewires... So she's got one of those chairs that brings chair you down lift. the chair, the, the chairlift. Yeah, yeah, brings you down the stairs, and he rewires it to go super fast. Right. N- somehow knowing she was gonna take that to go back after they scare her, she gets on it, and it zooms <laughs> up and then launches her yeah, out of a window up right. top, and she goes fucking flying across the street right as the cops are pulling by, and they're like. Oh my god, was that Miss Deagle? <laughs> and so while they're looking at that, one of the other gremlins is cutting their goddamn brake lines. Yeah. The gremlins are like magicians, man. They're, they're like so, yeah. they divert your eyes <laughs> while they fuck with something. It's the freaking it's the four horsemen from Now You See Me. 
<laughs> oh, you know, your <laughs> J. Daniel Atlas, Mary McKinney. I don't know the other two's names. I don't either. Dave. <laughs> Dave Frank- Franco. Wait. <laughs> oh, wait. It's, um. I don't Lola, remember. Lola is the one in the second one. Um, the girl in the second one. Isla Fisher's character is. Henley. 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 Henley yeah. And then Dave Franco, <laughs> who just plays Dave Franco. I think Franco. his name is Jack or something. Yeah, it is. It is Jack. Jack Wilder. Jack Wilder. Jack Wilder. That seems right. Henley Reeves. Her Henley name was Reeves. Henley Reeves. Yeah. Why do we care so much about that? Oh, we should watch Now You See Me. Okay, uh, that's a horror movie, right? Um, uh, uh, oh, but before that... Before the chairlift thing, um, the Mrs. Deagle scene is great. She's, uh, sh- they like pretend to be carolers outside, and she is mad. She's like she talking to the her cats, and she's like, "Ooh, carolers! I'm gonna uh, teach them a lesson." Right, and she she gets them cold water and thro- like th- goes to throw it at them. Right, but then sees that they're gremlins and then freaks out. And they're they're dressed up in little hats and scarves and earmuffs, <laughs> and they're holding little like caroling booklet thingies, yeah. and they're just like singing the song. It's cute. And then uh, she like runs in and closes her door and like tries to lock it, and she says, "They're coming for me! They're coming for me!" Oh my god. The way she says it, it's not just they're coming for me. She's like, they're finally coming for me yeah, or something. Yeah. Like six, she says <laughs> some word that signaled to all of us. We all kind of perked up and we were like, did she know this was coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so but then she gets yeeted. Yeah. Down. Yeah, yeah. Um and then we get the bar scene. Oh no! Before that, we get introduced to the Peltzer smokeless ashtray oh. because we get a scene with the dad at a gas station, and he tries to give this guy like who's smoking. He says, "I have this invention, the smokeless ashtray." I do not understand what the thing is with this. I think it's supposed to be like, well, it, you're not smoking it; it covers the smoke, so you're not putting as much smoke in the air or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but <coughs> um. Anyway, next scene is the gremlins in the bar, oh. which is a great scene. Perfection. And fucking poor uh, Kate is the bartender and has to deal with all these horrible customers. So the scene goes on for a long time. Yeah. Like way longer than you think they're going to spend on this. And it starts off and it's just classic bar antics like... The gremlins are just getting too drunk and they're like eating the peanuts and they're being silly. They're playing like and darts then, and shit. Yeah. And then like it just progresses. Like you get a scene like. I there's think a it, flasher. There's a flasher behind the bar like like with the trench coat scares her. And then you get like a scene where Stripe and some of them are playing like a serious game of poker. Of poker. Yeah. And um, there's like a. Uh, a couple other things in details. And There's then- one where it's like this guy, this uh, gremlin by himself yeah, smoking. He's it's like jazz music lit all in blue, and it's like. <laughs> slowly panning in and there's like it's like calm and cool yeah and then 
this fucking other one with a bumblebee puppet comes in and starts just fucking with him with the puppet. Yeah. And like he's just like he's got another one and he's clearly having a good time like fucking with this other guy. Right. And it's really funny. And then it cuts to um another one doing flash dance. Yeah. And it's like got leg warmers on. <laughs> Right. And like it's dancing and the editing and it's like break dancing oh, and the editing's going with yeah, it. Yeah. Molly, you really liked that the editing in that it, scene. It was just like very self aware. Oh, like yeah. knowing like what it was like going for and then like executing it like really well. Yeah. And to look back at kind of that as a product of the eighties. Right. It's really like cool and special. Yeah, it's it's a very fun scene. I feel like there's one more thing that happens that I don't remember. But, like, that scene brings me to Oh, tears. the flasher. Oh, no, we said the flasher. Okay. There's something. I don't know. That scene brings me Our... to fucking tears, though. It's so funny. Um. So then she realizes Kate goes to light a cigarette for one of them. Oh, Kate goes to light a cigarette for one of them, and she realizes that... Um, they're scared of fire yeah. and light stuff. So she starts using her um, camera camera Polaroid. to um, She just scare uses them. the flash to scare them. And then she escapes the bar. Before and she escapes, though, she turns over and one of them has a goddamn ski mask on and <laughs> points a gun at her and starts shooting it. Yeah. <laughs> Where did he get a ski mask that fits? Right. I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, she makes it out after that. Um, and Billy like gets her. Billy shows up. Um, and they go back. Uh, I think they go back to Billy's house. Um, and she tells her horrible Christmas, her horrible depressing story yeah. about why she hates Christmas. Um, and the story is basically like her dad. Her dad dressed as Santa to like climb down the chimney and surprise her and her brother and her mom but he like broke his neck like slipped and broke his neck and got stuck in the chimney and, and they he was didn't find him for days yeah they didn't find him for days until she like went to light a fire because it was very cold um and then she notices the, the smell from the chimney uh, and it's so awful it's, it's really dark and not a good story to listen to right and the thing is it the the themes of this movie are like depression and like dark times around the holidays and how they're not as cheery um like the world sucks and it's not as cheery as you want it to be yeah like you see clear like depressing elements about this like you've got your town drunk and then like you've got like that family who's struggling with money that miss deagle won't help out and like like even the mom herself is just like kind of upset around the holidays because like like life's not where she wants it to be and stuff so like there's dark themes but like they really go there with that story yeah um so um absolutely completely took like the fun tone that had been happening and just crushed it it's so (laughs) upsetting yeah why the fuck would they choose that it's just it's of all the things, of all the horror movies we've seen, that is one of the most grisly things I've heard. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked. Well, it's an urban legend. Um, yeah, that. And yeah. Uh, on Wikipedia, I was reading that it like the studio executives wanted to cut it from the movie, um, and Joe Dante did not let them, and like even Steel- Steven Spielberg didn't want it in the movie but like he was like it's joe dante's project so he let them keep it in i mean 
it really hammers a message home. So yeah. like, it does that job. It's just like it does take you out a little bit because you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I would not choose that personally in my movie, but I didn't make Gremlins. <laughs> um, it yeah. just like I was saying this kind of at the end um, after we just watched it. There's so much of this movie I don't really care about plot wise. Um, a lot of it seems just like they put it in to add like depth and runtime, like the stuff like you could cut the stuff with like the kid neighbor. You could cut the stuff about like the awful grizzly dad death. Yeah. Um, yeah. And still have like a really solid story. So, to me, it. it it's very much like in the 80s you could kind of put whatever you wanted in a movie sometimes and like you didn't have to like have a reason for it yeah and it was like fine it doesn't matter but like looking back i'm like i wish we could have had a couple more scenes where like gremlins were doing crazy stuff oh oh boy what i kill for that that's well that being said though i'm pretty sure gremlins 2 the new batch is more like that and it's not a good movie oh okay i don't know there's just like I don't know. It, it was just like something I was thinking about. It's they didn't have to put stuff like that in. Um, no, yeah. yeah. I didn't write Gremlins. I could I never know. probably write Chris Gremlins. Chris Columbus wrote Gremlins. I thought it worked. I don't know. Did you know that? Yeah, I didn't know that because his name just, is big in the credits. <laughs> the only thing is, is I don't get why they would put it in because to me, I get I get the whole like theme about like the holidays being like a rough time, but like it doesn't add anything for me. Oh no, it's dark. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like a dark story, and it's like why she hates Christmas. Um, I don't know. It just like adds an extra element to her character, and it gives her a reason yeah. to hate Christmas. It does. Yeah. That's like I don't know, not something stupid. I I absolutely agree. I think it's a great like character. It's great backstory, and it's a great like reasoning for the character and it all makes sense and it does feel like it has real emotional depth i just think for this movie it doesn't make sense for me yeah if this was the character's backstory in a different christmas movie like maybe a different christmas horror movie where they had time to get into more of that part of it in her character it would make more sense but for a movie that's kind of jumping around between scenes and characters and gremlins and all of that and has like a lot of silliness yeah 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 it really i don't know so i think Carice, I agree with your point that it does make her like a more, like a deeper character and like, that absolutely isn't a stupid reason to hate Christmas. If that happened to me, I would absolutely hate Christmas too. Right. In so many Christmas movies, like Hallmark movies where the characters are like, I hate Christmas, da 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 da. It's so stupid. Yeah. That's not how people really, you know, have reasoning for things. There's only two reasons. It's dark, but like, I don't love it for this movie. There's only two reasons to hate Christmas. One, oh if God. if your dad dies in this way. Two, if um you try to shave and then you go to school and everyone bullies you because you tried to shave and then you have the little like <laughs> band-aids covering your face and everyone is making fun of you and your present isn't like the girl that you have a crush on doesn't like your present. No, she does like it. It gets oh, made fun of by but everyone But everyone else. else makes fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only other valid reason to hate Christmas. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Molly needs a second. 
and the man at the gas station is coughing a lot because the smokeless yeah, <laughs> there's just smoke coming from the smokeless ashtray um and uh <clears throat> anyway uh so billy and kate they go to the movie theater because all of the gremlins have decided to go end their snow night White. with a movie um and they're going to watch snow white <laughs> um and they're all like having fun in the theater um what there was like a candy that one of them asked for oh one of them okay so they're all having fun chilling in the theater and then um they they they're singing along with hi ho yeah. and stuff and then stripe decides that he needs to get more snacks so he goes to leave and he like kind of looks over at his buddies he's like i'm going out and one of them re- looks over and he literally says milk duds but in the <laughs> little gremlin voice he's telling stripe like grab some milk duds yeah but like you only catch it if you're like really listening and it's so fucking funny but yeah. so stripe leaves to go get milk duds <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah and so the people <laughs> the humans um kate and uh billy they decide they're gonna blow up the movie theater uh because all the gremlins are in there so they have like they light some papers on fire or something um and it's like attached to like fireworks or some shit or just i think like film is flammable right yeah yeah um and but like the picture drops on the like projector for a second and so like all of the um all of the gremlins see their shadows behind the theater screen um, and they like start chasing them, but then uh, Billy and Kate escape with Gizmo, of course, and uh, the theater blows up. But Stripe is not in there. And Stripe he's in was the not. Department store getting candy. Yep. Um, so they have to go and chase him through the department store, and he's like riding the skateboard. It's fun. S- Stripe is straight vibing on that skateboard, man. He's just going. Um, but uh. So he goes to the skateboard and then disappears. And then I love this scene where Billy is like looking for him and he's in the electronics and there's like the wall of TVs. Yeah. And then Stripe shows up on one TV and Billy like hits it. Yeah. And then Stripe shows up on all the TVs and then you realize that he's like at the little like see yourself on TV camera. Right. And he, I just like that scene. I think it's cool. Yeah. Um uh eventually like stripe finds the garden center and sees like a fountain there and he's like haha water and then he looks over and there's a gun and he's like <laughs> gun, gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, it's great so fucking funny it's so good um uh but that, like that vine where it's like what do you have and a the knife. kid goes a knife. <laughs> yeah except for it's gun <laughs> So gun. so Billy finds him and he's like standing above the fountain threatening Billy with the gun and he tries to shoot and they have like, like a little fight um and then Gizmo drives up um oh in God. a little toy Roman. car. The <laughs> yeah. thing I've ever seen in my fucking life is yeah. Gizmo in that toy car. 
Yep. <laughs> Pulling a Stuart Little. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he <laughs> he drives yeah. up and what does he does he like save them? What does he do? He, he shoots oh, them. He, he ramps up a shovel. Yeah. And oh. Backs into the um ceiling causes a distraction. And then. Right. Right is and Stripes like shoots at Billy a couple times, but then Gizmo reaches up to one of the rings and opens the blinds. Yeah. And lets mm-hmm. in the light. And then Stripe melts. Stripe burns up. Because the sun has come up and this is what sunlight does uh to a gremlin. And Stripe just melts down. And it is gruesome. It's very gross. Like they they figure it out. Every layer of like skin, muscle, oh. bone, yeah. whatever, Vistula. tendons, like everything of these gremlins and right. melted it off. And like, it's awesome. so like he melts initially and then he falls into the water and it bubbles. Yeah. And then Billy comes over and his skeleton like leaps out right. and screams and then that melts into the, the skeleton floor. like deflates into the floor. Oh, it's so gross. I love puddle. it. Yeah, it's it's very gross, but they go home, um, and the the dad has come home also, uh, and he found them there uh, at the department store. But they go home, and the man from the market uh, shows up, as a mysterious old man from the market shows up to take back Gizmo. And Gizmo's like clearly excited to see him, and like good with yeah. going. And he sees, like, Gizmo watching TV, and he's like, you teach him to watch TV? <laughs> he's so um, mad. He's mad. Uh, and so he takes Gizmo, and he's like, "Like this is what you do with um, things that nature gives you. Like, um, your your society is not ready for um, this animal, or for these mogwai. And, uh, but before he leaves... Uh, like Gizmo says something to him, which the man understands. Yeah, and then he says, "What is the, uh, to hear you?" Yeah, well, he says like he has a message. He has something to say to you, and he points to Billy. And Billy comes over, and um, Billy's like, "You understand him?" And uh, the the man's like, um, "Uh, yeah." He he says like, um, "To hear one must listen," or something. You like only that. need to listen, or something like that, to understand. Um, and then. <laughs> Gizmo says, I love you, Billy, or something like that. Yeah. And it's so cute. Yeah. He loves him. And then they leave, and then that's the end. And then there's uh, an ending, little ending, sum up narration by the dad. And he's like, anytime you have, like, car trouble or something like that, there might be a gremlin (laughs) or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a nice little movie. I don't know. It's great. <laughs> um, the uh, the gremlin scenes like were all like hilarious, but also like su- creepy at points and like very like awful. <laughs> um, the design of the gremlins too, going from the cutest thing you've ever seen to these like gross-looking, awesome monsters. It's not a good concept. They have, like, something that always gets me when I look at them is um, their backs look like like an exoskeleton-type shell thing because, like, their tails are this weird little, like, pointed extension of their back. Like, it's not like a tail. 
It's like looking at like a, a beetle or something like or like a water bug or like a cockroach, how it points back like that. Yeah. They're gross. Yeah. But they look cool. Um, I would pay a decent amount of money for like a a solid like replica of one replica. of those. They're they're animatronic, so yeah. they exist in real life. <laughs> I'm sure that they've deteriorated t- deteriorated oh. over time, much like the uh, Jurassic Park dinosaur did. Rexy, yeah, yeah, she's gone. She doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, um, Sam, they killed it. <laughs> they killed it. Oh, at you're the end right. Of the movie. You're right. I'm sorry. Duh. I forgot. I didn't think about that. I think the music in this is really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. If we if you are subscribed to our Patreon, we have a bonus episode we did where we talked about our favorite music from horror movies and I did bring this one up because oh, you, I don't remember. That's awesome. I think that the theme that they do for both the Mogwai and the Gremlins is like exactly what it needs to be because like the mogwai the like song that they sing is just so beautiful and pleasant and then like the little gremlins theme that plays just gets you like ready for some like antics like yeah. you're like oh we're gonna fuck some shit up now aren't we mm-hmm. and you just get in the spirit for it it's great yeah but yeah molly it's perfect score it it works really well the animatronics are great. The like oh, yeah. the all the motion. effects. Yeah. <laughs> There's the scene of the little stop motion gremlin army, which is uh very fun. Um also um the, the pods. It's not quite stop motion, but right before like at the movie theaters when they're ripping through the screen Right before they do that, there's a little bit of them, like, jumping over, like, as they're all, like, hoarding over. And it's animated. If you yeah. look at it, it's, like, animated shadows. And oh, then they nice. rip through the screen, and it's perfect. It's yeah. so good. I love movie scenes where um, characters are also at the movies. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. It's just, oh, it's so silly. Yeah. Watching Snow White. And they're all singing the little song, which is so yeah. cute. Yeah, they sing along with it. It's great. How do they know the words to Hi Ho? <laughs> I don't they're know. Culture. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was this movie and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom that did the PG-13 creation. Uh, all right. We can keep going. Okay. Um. What else? <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, I like the family, like. It's I did mention like they're very like supportive they're of pleasant. each other. They're yeah, a good loving family. Yeah. Um, I like the mom's gingerbread cookies. <laughs> That's something. <laughs> when I think about gingerbread cookie, like gingerbread men, like shapes, I always think about. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember the those massive gingerbread men the mom and gremlins makes. They're so fucking big. Like that's yeah. a meal of a cookie that she's making. Um, she's just sitting there decorating them by hand. I I love the scene with the mom. I think that that's like great. Like you expect to just be watching her get attacked and stuff and I mean you're actually watching her just like absolutely murder these like creatures. Right. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I think I think a lot of the like killing the gremlins is really fun. What do you guys think about the gremlins as a Christmas movie? I think it's great. It's great. Like a horror I think if somebody asked me, like, hey, or I think if somebody is trying to look for, like, a horror Christmas movie, um, a lot of people actually say Krampus, which I also bring up because um, it's a good Christmas mm. movie, gr- Christmas horror. But, like, this is the other one that gets said, I think, because it's good. And, like, 
who doesn't know what Gremlins is, you know? Yeah. Even if you haven't seen it, you know it. Um. Uh, I think also it has snow. It's interesting. <laughs> um, that the dad is an inventor, and all of his inventions, like they're they're they all get messed up, which is what Gremlins do. So he's already kind of like plagued by Gremlins. Yeah. Even before the movie starts. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think it's neat. I didn't know it was a Christmas movie when I first watched it. Hmm. I was just like assumed. So I think it, it does add like a cool con like kind of setting for it. The Gremlins is a movie that like theoretically could take place any time of the year. It doesn't have to take place on Christmas. Yeah. But I really like that it does. It actually um was released in the summertime though. Like it was <laughs> it was not even near Christmas season. Like the fact that they said it during Christmas doesn't really make like thematically it does but like why would they not release it around christmas time why they because like that right. would that would solidify it more as a christmas movie is if it's initial release the audience enjoyed it as a christmas time movie yeah that is strange but it was a pg rating all your kids are out of school at the summertime so like you're gonna get more kids coming to the movies to see it if you do it in the summertime yeah AKA the mention of blockbusters <laughs> thanks spielberg um, but I think it's, I think it should be when you're making, like if a publication is making a list of here's the Christmas movies you should watch this year, Gremlins should be on that list. Oh yeah, for Every sure. Every single one of them. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, I like that it is. And I think aesthetically, um, the town is really pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During Christmas time. And I like kind of seeing like this perfect like Christmas time town. In contrast with like the chaos of the gremlins, mm-hmm. it's just neat. A lot of neon and like the lighting is cool in this movie. The, um, there's a lot of those uh, like the big outdoor Christmas lights, the multicolored ones with the big yeah. bulbs. There's a lot of those in this, and they're used very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's like cool. I don't know. I think like absolutely you probably could make this movie not during christmas and not lose anything but it definitely does like add another kind of element to it yeah for real right and that's that's what i got to say second time baby segments um I'm for segments. what would you do um so are we do who we relate to yeah i definitely get kate oh i i understand kate a lot Mm-hmm. And I feel like I definitely would be her. Um, I don't hate Christmas. I've had, uh, but like, I also don't get as hype about it as other people do. I like it. Yeah. I like to celebrate it. There's elements of it I like, but like, I'm not obsessed with it. Um, but I also just like her as a character. She's really nice and stuff. And like, she has to work a lot, which is something I understand and stuff like that. Right. Um, I guess I relate to the main guy, Billy. I mean, he just seems like a chill dude. <laughs> I don't know. He's like a normal person uh, trying his best. Uh, he's like working at a bank teller as a bank teller. I don't know. Probably Billy. <laughs> I didn't really pay enough attention to the people characters to find one that I related to. 
honestly, unless it's Billy and Kate, none of them are going to yeah. be relatable, I don't think. Right. I mean, I guess Billy, mostly just because of the outfits. He wore some really, like pretty cool, cool Corey outfits. Feldman was there, too, don't forget. What? Corey Feldman was there, too, don't forget, with the hair. Right. Oh, my God. Corey Feldman has, like, the 2020 queer quarantine cut, <laughs> where it, like, is layered to, like, shape around the face. Very, uh, I don't want to say bowl cut, but, like, it very, like, oh, perfect yeah. circle around your head, but it gets longer. Yeah. You can say bowl cut. <laughs> That's fine. Um, yeah, I don't know. Would we Could survive? I, I mean, probably. Most people survive. Yeah, I think I'd be movie. fine. I'd probably yeah. eat a few of them. <laughs> I would survive because I felt, well, yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ugh, never mind. I was going to say, I follow the basic pet care rules, and then I remembered that time I got all those fish when I was really, like, kind of on one. Fish are trickier, though, because a gremlin can, like, or a mogwai can, like, emote to you if something's wrong. Okay. And mogwai, you only have three rules. Fish, you got to, like, balance pH. You got to do all that bullshit. Yeah, I would never be in the situation because I would take care of my gremlin. (laughs) Yeah. My Sorry, my mogwai. There we go. And I'd try and get it. I, if, it, if it wasn't being sweet like Gizmo, you know, I wouldn't want it. Yeah. Yeah, what's the point? And also, to be fair, the second something went wrong, I would go back to that one guy who clearly knows what's happening and be like, oh, oh, it's it more, it more of them. I'm just dumb. Please help, please. I will say, um, you said the second they stop acting like Gizmo. That reminded me that I did write a note that this movie is basically just about having a cat um, because okay. they're, they're real cute sometimes. Yeah. And then other times they literally are trying to murder you. <laughs> Tom just acts like that. But yeah, I'd survive. I don't think I'd have any trouble. Yeah, I don't. I, I think I'd survive too. I would also, though. I That's a good idea, Molly, like bringing him to the guy and being like, take it back. <laughs> Oh my god, help, help! I don't know what this is! It, it, it's like the definition of, like, you sign up for something and then, like, it becomes vastly overwhelming and you can't deal with it. Yeah. Yep. Not not for me. What's our next segment? The oh, award? we gotta do the award. Are we doing acting awards? Hell yeah. yeah. I know who I'm nominating and this should not come as a surprise to anybody. <laughs> But this movie gets a Jared because it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, the Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence in Acting, for me, goes to Mr. Howie Mandel <laughs> for voicing Gizmo. Incredible job with the voicing. I uh, would not truly, have known. I would have never known it was Howie Mandel. I still think it might be a really long con hoax my friends are pulling on me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. God, I don't know, actually. Uh, it really stands out. I don't know. Uh, probably the uh, drunk guy who had to act drunk and talk about gremlins. I was going to say Ms. <laughs> D- Mrs. Deagle because she's a bitch. <laughs> Mrs. Deagle. Yeah. She rem- she's just like so terrifying. The shot at the beginning when she's threatening to kill the dog is like so upsetting. And she <laughs> looks like she's taking pleasure in it. Yeah. And it's just like fucked. Yeah. Um so I think she's really good. Okay, I'll give it to her as well. Yeah. That's great. Um 
like everyone in this movie's like fine. Yeah, nobody's yeah. stellar though. Yeah. Uh, villain ranking. The Gremlins oh. win. I'm finally gonna have a good. I'm, a villain's finally gonna get ranked really high. I know. I can start because I I put them at number one. Oh, Sam. Um, nice. They beat out the Lost Boys, who I had as number one. Two Corey Feldman hits right at the top, let me tell you. Um, I just, I love the Gremlins. I think they're great. Um, I do think if I had to take on two or three of them that I'd, I'd be fine. But if it was any more than that, I definitely would not win. I just think that they're funny. Like, they're to think of, like being in a town as it's getting overrun with these things it's so terrifying to think about but also it's incredibly silly and i just like it i can go next i put them at number five so my top five as it stands now are is Ghostface from scream freddy krueger from nightmare on elm street the girl from a girl walks home alone at night the vampires from the lost boys and then gremlins right below the vampires from the lost boys nice I put them at number seven, which is right under the Deadites from Evil Dead 2 and right above the wind from the wind. The wind. <laughs> I forgot about the wind. All right. Cool. Um, They're just awesome. Like everything about the Gremlins is just like good. Yeah. yeah. Like anybody involved in the, the creation of the Gremlins like really deserves some money. Oh, for sure. One of the most iconic like images of like culture too like everyone knows what a gremlin looks like yeah uh, that's pretty cool what do we want to rank rate this movie out of giant gingerbread men um <laughs> syringes um um uh, hairy water balloons wait what did you say fur balloons <laughs> hairy water balloons <laughs> yeah um no. Guns, um, gizmos, gizmos, tiny cars, um, putrid stages. How many minutes after midnight you fed them? <laughs> How many Barney the dogs? How many little tiny trumpets? Oh, that's something we didn't mention, or we mentioned but didn't really dive into. Barney the dog iconic okay we can keep yeah. going i like toy trumpets that's a toy cute trumpets one. is cute yeah yeah i like that oh, we can one. Pick something else what i like it okay um oh i can start this yeah. is i don't this is a no-brainer for me um this movie gets 10 out of 10 look i get it there are weird things about it um but also like there's not a movie like this this yeah. movie is incredible it's its own thing um uh, it's just important to me like i i know i'm aware of my like w emotional attachment to it but it's just a great movie it's like a top-notch holiday film it's so much fun if anybody ever wants to watch it i will watch it like multiple times in a week i don't have a problem with it yeah love this movie oh and it's also just great because it's like a solid practical effects horror movie yeah molly you can go first. I'm also going to give it a 10 out of 10. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I get it. I, I, I just like, I, I get it, you know? Um, uh, I, I always, I've only seen it like a couple times before, 
but I forgot how great it is. And like, I really, really enjoyed watching it um, this time. And I think just like everything about it, like just works for me. I, I love it. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. Also, you don't have to, Molly. You, no, you I want to. Her, you can be the Harish. I was originally gonna say a nine out of ten, but I have no reason to not give it a ten. It's a great movie. <laughs> like it's so unique too. Yeah. I really there's really no reason why it's not a ten out of ten. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. I had no reason not to give it a ten. Nice. Um, it's a golden reel. Golden reel. Gremlins is a fucking it. classic. I did like it more this time now that I kind of like I, I saw it really long ago and I don't think I was really like it was, I was probably not paying all the way attention you know yeah but um this was cool yeah oh, I just I love it I think it's real neat also I just re- I was reading trivia while we were doing that and this movie came out the same day as Ghostbusters did can you imagine <gasps> wow. being a fucking like horror fan that wow. day Imagine the fucking drive-in theaters that week. Oh, I would have gone feral. Ah, uh, one can only dream. But um, yeah, the this movie's great. It's so important to me, and I think everyone should watch it. I think that if you haven't seen it, you should watch it, and I think that if you have seen it, it should be a Christmas tradition to watch it because it's great. Mm-hmm. It's got to go on the roster with Christmas Vacation, and uh, I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> That's my roster. Uh, recommendations? I have a couple. I haven't seen it, but isn't Critters just basically also Gremlins? Yeah. But different? Yeah. I'll say Critters. And then, um, this guy, what's his name again? Uh, Joe Joe Dante Mm -hmm. did this other movie called The Burbs, which is a fucking awesome movie. Oh, I want to see that with Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I think Corey Feldman is also in The Burbs. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I've, I've super, heard good stuff about it. Super weird. Love it. Um, those are my recs. Um, I was I went on a I was thinking of from a Spielberg angle, um uh poltergeist mm. would be nice. a good one. Um and Jaws would also be a good Spielberg horror movie. I know he's got other ones and stuff, but those are the two that I really like. Right. Um Oh, and then Christmas Horror, Krampus. I like Krampus. That's another one that is equally funny and horrific. And every time I go to watch Krampus, which I've seen more than you should see, but it's fairly new. um, I always think like, oh, this is mostly a silly film, but it's actually also pretty dark. Yeah. Um, Joe Dante also directed The Howling, which I really like. Um, And I mean... Christmas horror, of course, Black Christmas. Oh yeah, duh. Oh, nice. duh. Well, we haven't watched that this season. Yeah, we haven't. You um, mean the remake, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no uh, comment. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of other like. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that's it uh 80s cory feldman movies the lost boys uh, <laughs> great movie great movie i want to watch the lost boys again Ugh. dude if you like lost boys yeah check out fright night oh fright boy night. yeah Do ya. let's say that yeah <laughs> oh wait you guys have yeah, you've already seen okay oh yeah Sorry, we have <laughs> i've seen fright night and its remake and i love them both <laughs> remake 
Um. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm good with the recommendations. Wait. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, he's I just saying nothing. he doesn't have anything. Yeah. I was gonna say the Goonies. Oh, <laughs> that actually is great. Um, I have a triple pack DVD of Gremlins, Gremlins Two, and the Goonies. Like that, I got oh, them together. Every time you say that, um, I bust a little bit of a nut. <laughs> this is such a good lineup. I got it at Target for five dollars. Five dollars. That is just a steal. Also, solid Goonies connection is in this movie. Billy wears the classic '80s uh, sweatshirt with like cutoff sleeves, and doesn't oh, yeah. um, what's his face in the Brand. movie? Yeah, doesn't he wear one? Yeah, he does. Yeah, classic '80s. I've seen the Sam. If you've seen the Gremlins about twenty five times, I've seen Goonies like probably about twenty five times. I believe that. Yeah, I buy it. I specifically, I've seen the last like ten minutes of the Goonies probably like forty times. Who directed the Goonies? Um. Oh, let's find out. I don't know. Was it Richard Donner? Could be. Or was it Richard Donner? Yeah. Oh, Chris Columbus wrote it, and he's the same guy who wrote. Uh, oh, Gremlins. another Chris Columbus movie. Uh, fucking Home Alone. That's yeah. another good Christmas movie to That's go with true. Gremlins. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. I got nothing else. Uh, okay. Uh, you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter. Tipsy Terror Pod at. Oh wait, no. You can follow me at Not a Credit Card and everything. <laughs> You can get me at um, Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference on everything. Wait, I'm worried I laughed and cut Harish off. Do you want to say yours one more time? Uh, just not a credit card and everything. You can find me on Letterboxd at M-O-1-1-Y-H-A-I-N-E-S. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at gmail.com, Tipsy Terror.com, Tipsy Terror.rep, Tipsy Terror.wtf, Tipsy Terror.pub. Dot pub. And uh, Letterboxd, Patreon, whatever, you know. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. It bye. was a great episode. Yep. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sam. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah.